Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey everyone, it's Chuck Arfine. This is the White Sox Talk Podcast brought to you by Wintrust. And with the White Sox and Cubs, Playing two exhibition games Sunday and Monday on NBC Sports Chicago as they get set for the season. We put together a special crossover White Sox talk and Cubs talk podcast, bringing together people on both podcasts to break down the teams, discuss who's going to have a better season. I think we know the answer to that. And I promise that at any chance I get to poke the bear known as David Kaplan, the Catman will be poked the White Sox Talk Podcast with our special guests, the Cubs Talk Podcast. Honestly, I think they just wanted to come on and talk about wishing they had Eloy. Here we go. White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox. That ball hit deep, way back, deep to the field. Holy cow, Carlton Fisk has put the White Sox ahead. Jimenez leaves the ballpark. You can't put it on the board. Yes. We got a chance to do something real special. All right, sit back, relax, and strap it down. It's time for the White Sox Talk Podcast. Okay, Chuck Arfine here with my buddy, my pal, David Kaplan. How's it going? We're doing a joint White Sox and Cubs podcast. What do you think about that? I love it. It's outstanding. We uh, had a lot of fun with our Cubs Talk podcast. Now we get to put it all together in advance of the season. All right, so with me, I've got our own Vinny Duber from NBC Sports Chicago. Who do you got on your squad? Well, first of all, Vinny has the best mustache in Chicago sports. I have the one and only Maddie Lee who's coming to us with her mask on. She's at the press room. And Gordon Whitmire safely ensconced in his own private booth up in the press box area at Wrigley. So we're ready to have some fun. So I'm going to start it right now and ask Gordon. Gordon, we've got baseball Eight days away for the Cubs and White Sox. Are you confident now that we will indeed get this season at least started? I think we'll get it started. I think if we've seen anything so far, it, it, it suggests that uh, there's no reason to think we won't get started. The big thing is, and we've seen some continued glitches in these testing, uh, this testing that makes you wonder, is when they start traveling. There's hot spots all over baseball, and when these teams start traveling to 30 different sites to play games, that, that's going to be the huge test. So they will, they will get started. I, I, look, I'm, I think baseball's done a, an amazing job of keeping as many people healthy as they have so far. I, I really uh, probably – I think I've been impressed. I, I didn't expect it to be this good at this point. Maddie. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think we've seen the Cubs take extra precautions here. And that's why we've had extra delays because they're not letting anyone in who's having those pending tests. So that is a little bit of a concern that they'll have to iron out, especially once we have some afternoon games. But I think we'll get started. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself after that. 
All right. Well, I'm looking at what things, things are going with the White Sox and there haven't been any snags. Guys are saying things are going as smoothly as possible. What's been your take, Vinny, about how the team is reacting to this new kind of playing baseball? Yeah, I think you've seen it on, on both sides of town, actually, is guys saying that, you know, with all the restrictions that are in place, with all the measures in place, it's almost feeling safer being at the ballpark than it is going anywhere else. And as someone who's who's been at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field a, a number of days in a row, I'd have to agree. I mean, the way that Major League Baseball has uh, set up all of these measures, it seems like they're so they're taking this so seriously that it's you know you feel more at ease going to the ballpark than you do going to jewel uh, at this point and you know we'll see if like gordon said once teams start traveling i think that's really the big unknown that that hasn't been thrown into this yet uh but the white Sox players certainly at least the uh ones that weren't the two that tested positive uh have not expressed a, a terrible amount of worry over how they how things are going to be once the season starts being played uh unfortunately i think we're just in a wait and see mode so yeah things are going to get going and then uh, we'll see from there all right so the Sox are playing the cubs starting on sunday let's just get down to the nitty-gritty let's have some fun okay cool. all right cap gordon maddie who won the white Sox? if you could get one player and put them on the Sox, and we'll do it for the cubs you mean one Sox player and put him on the Cubs? Yeah, who do you want? And then who, who, who are you going to give us? I'll take, I'm taking Luis Robert or Lucas Giolito, one of those two for me. Oh, man, that's a great call. I was going to go with Luis Robert, too. Uh, I'll, I'll take the pitcher. It, it, you, hey, Cap, you take Luis Robert. I'll take Giolito. This team needs some pitching. Deal. Yeah, I'm on the same train on that. Pitching is absolutely necessity for the Cubs. If they get one more guy uh, going down, they're going to be in real trouble. Vinny, what do you? Who do you want on the Cubs? Well, I think I'm going to go the same route with starting pitching, right? Because you can't have enough of it. I'll say, I'll go ahead and take Kyle Hendricks just because I look around the diamond at what the White Sox have constructed, and I see. Uh, uh, position players that are hopefully going to be there for a very, very long time. That's the hope in the White Sox front office, at least, that these guys are all going to rise to a certain level of stardom. Uh, and we saw the beginnings of that last year in certain cases. But that pitching rotation, uh, there are questions. Dylan Cease, Reynaldo Lopez, they, are, uh, they have talent, but we don't know for certain what they're going to do yet. So go ahead and give me Kyle Hendricks. So what's, the trade? what's the trade that we're going to do here? Uh, oh, we can make a trade, too. It can be a trade. We'll Later. give you Jose Quintana. We get Dylan Cease and Aloy Jimenez. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Jose Quintana, who can only throw 60 feet on flat ground. Good trade. Good trade. Three friggin' years, and you're still obsessed with this, Cap. Why don't you trigger it on that one till the day they put me in a pine box? Yeah, go borrow your wife's Buick and uh, yeah. drive it down. Yeah. To if man, go, have, being on a podcast with Cap and having him not bring up Jose Quintana, that would have been like going to a Rolling Stones concert and not hearing Satisfaction. Right, that's the greatest hit right there. But didn't you see how I started it? I was trying to get Jose Quintana in the conversation, not directly, but indirectly. <laughs> It was all part of the plan. It was yeah. only going to be a matter of time before I reeled in the Catman with some Jose Quintana angst, and there it okay. is. Let me throw this question to all of you. If we took an all-star team, we're putting our team together, nine position players and the pitching staff, who on the Cubs and who on the Sox are you guys selecting? Maddie, who are you picking? We're going to be here all day. How long is this podcast? <laughs> 
Well, how about we do it like a draft then? Who's the number yeah, one pick number- of all the players? Okay. Number one pick of all the players on both teams. For 2020 okay. or for, for the Bayern. foreseeable future? For 2020. Okay. Bobby Baez. All right. Bobby Baez is going number one. Um, do I get a healthy Anthony Rizzo or, yes. or uh, how he is now? He's you know, out. I'll, I'll throw Rizzo in there. Chuck, who are you taking at number three? Because two Cubs are off the board already. I mean, I've got so many White Sox players to choose from. So oh, you have all of them. You have White all Sox of them players to choose, to choose from who are deserving of this number three pick. Do I go with the guy that Capman really wants back on the team, Aloy Jimenez? Do I go Luis Robert? Do I go Yohan Mankata, who could be an MVP candidate here in 2020? We don't know his status, but I'm assuming he'll be back. I'm just going to say, you know, just to get under the skin of David Kaplan, I'm taking Aloy Jimenez right now. <laughs> Vinny, who are you taking at number four? Man, Chris Bryant's still on the board, isn't he? I know. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Chris Bryant. Yeah, that's probably a good pick. And then at number five, I would take Lucas Giolito. Look at that. Look, nice. at, look at all the talent that we have here in Chicago. Seriously. Pretty good pick. Let me throw one thing at you guys, too. As soon as you said that, Cap, I immediately thought of the catcher position. Look at the catcher's intent. Oh yeah. Like, deep on both sides. Yes. A pretty impressive group. I don't know. Which is huge for this season, too. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? So it's been asked to me if the White Sox have the best catching tandem in the league with Grandal and Collins. Now – I heard you. James McCann. James McCann. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, what am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> and James McCann, who was an all-star last year. Sorry. Yeah, my apologies. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know what? Someone's is, really high on Zach Collins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was, I, I misspoke, but you know what? Maybe Zach Collins can prove me wrong and he can be just as good. So anyway, yeah. So those two guys, McCann, Grandal, where do you guys stand with the Cubs? They're catching depth. And is it better than what the White Sox have? McCann Grandal versus Contreras and Caratini. Who's uh, I don't think uh, he'll either way. Who's no. three? Well, McCann made the All Star team last year. Who's number three? Contreras the- started the All Star game. Well, I know, but he's the backup. Our backup is was on All Star last year. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think. I, I think that's just that's a terrific bar stool debate. I mean, I think we're two pitchers in before two two pitchers of beer before we're uh, <laughs> before, before we've decided that bar stool argument. Um, but I, but I let's go let's go one deeper than that. And I'm serious. Who who's the Sox third catcher? Zach Collins, and then there's also your mean Mercedes, who uh, might swing a better bat, but uh, Zach Collins is a former first-round you know, draft. If you go three deep and you throw Josh Fagley in there, who's, who's a fairly accomplished big league catcher, I mean – It looked really good this summer camp. What is that? He's a good runs? hitter. For, former, former White, White Sox. Sox, great. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe you got the Cubs three deep winning that and the Sox winning a close one two deep. Much more of the White Sox Talk podcast coming up. But first, a message from DraftKings. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so the Sox and Cubs potentially will be – well, they're going to hopefully be playing the last three games of the regular season against each other. So my question for you guys is who will be playing for a playoff spot in that series? Sox, Cubs, neither or both? I'm going both. Both. Both teams have good rosters. Now, again, that's predicated that no positive tests and you get Moncada back. I'll say both teams are playing to go to the playoffs that weekend. Now, I said really? neither for Gordon. Neither because because of what you said, Cap. You know, I don't I don't think they'll be playing by then. I just think there's too much risk going on in too many hot spots. Well, so you're not saying neither. You're saying nobody. I'm saying nobody's going to be playing on the last weekend. Mr. Positivity. <laughs> All right. Just cancel the season now. Why have been playing it? The game's the season's going to be over anyway before we start. That's Gordon over there. That's why you invited me. <laughs> are you guys convinced? Like, Vinny, when you look at the last weekend, are you with Gordon that you'll be surprised if we're playing? Or, no, I feel like we can get this done. I mean, I hate to, you know, give a cop out of an answer, but I think it goes in line with Gordon's thinking in that it's we have no idea, right? I mean, the, you go week by week with this thing and, and and the state in various parts of the country, the status of it changes entirely. So to try and predict what's going to be going on two months from now is really, really difficult. I mean, it's not really, really difficult. It's impossible the way things are going on. And so, I mean, I can give you a, a, an analysis based on the baseball side of it, but it's the pandemic side of it that is really going to dictate everything that happens. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to be pleasantly surprised if they're still playing. I don't think it's impossible, but like Gordon mentioned earlier, the travel is really the big hurdle that we haven't gone through. You know, we, we haven't seen how much of – a potential COVID-19 threat that is. And, you know, Chris Bryant earlier said, hey, we're messing up testing now. This is the easiest part. And I think to some extent, I mean, there are also hurdles with getting everyone in and transitioning from intake testing to regular testing. But there are so many different hurdles once we get into the regular season that I don't think we'll be able to actually predict how far we'll get into this thing until we're a couple weeks in and have seen what that process looks like. Yeah, and I, I agree with you, Maddie. And the way I'm looking at it is you have a lot of people involved in this. And for them to pull this off, a lot of people 
like 99% of them really have to be on board with this from start to finish. And you can't have too many mistakes if you want to call it that. And the league seems to have prepared itself to know, okay, there's going to be some positive tests along the way. We just need to be able to control it to the point where we have, don't have to cancel the season. Now, those are words. <laughs> having this follow it, having it go on and continue without big snags, you can't predict the future, but they're going to have to try to thread a needle for two months. And like I'm talking to some of the players, they're basically telling themselves, I'm just talking about from the White Sox players I've spoken to, they're basically telling themselves, okay, guys, hunker down for two months. Don't do anything out of the ordinary. Two months. Let's get to the finish line. We'll have a season this way. Don't mess up. And do you want to be the person who messes it up? I mean, if you really mess up, you could just cancel the whole league. One guy. So I think you put that in those words and in that way, I feel like – that's the best chance in my mind that they can actually pull this off. But will they? I don't know. Okay, so you guys have been out at the stadiums. I have not, but I talked to Theo, and he said, I will just tell you, I've been incredibly impressed that our guys have been so focused on let's not do anything stupid here, stay out of stores. You need something, you tell us. He goes, and so far, knock on wood, that before Micah, that they have not had a positive test. Since Tommy Hadamy back in March. They haven't had a positive player test. They have another couple couple of those. I'm talking, about, play, I'm talking about players. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is that impressing you guys? Like, are you seeing that they're seriously trying to do all they can? They're the only ones in the league that haven't had a player test positive. And, yeah, I mean, just it's clearly uh, – and you're hearing the same thing from everybody. It's 100% buy-in all the way through that clubhouse. And the message – is pretty strong from top down. I'll tell you something. I, I was watching the, the Sox broadcast, the rebroadcast last night when I was home, and I noticed something that I hadn't seen uh, in these Cubs scrimmages. And I saw a couple of guys without masks after a guy had scored a run, and they, they gave each other high five and slaps, and they weren't wearing masks, and they weren't wearing gloves. And I, I, did, I have not seen that out here with the Cubs. And I'm not saying, I'm not criticizing. They've got all their negative tests and everything. Maybe they feel perfectly safe and they're on the field where that stuff isn't required. But those little differences are the differences, I think, we, we see from team to team sometimes. Even two teams that seem to be doing everything right. I saw guys, you know, getting close that I haven't seen happen here. And so that, those are the things that when we start – Mingling these teams are, are going to be the difference makers, I think, because as you said, Chuck, one guy on one team causes an outbreak. Now that team is a little too close in the social distancing protocols when they're playing a game against somebody else. And all of a sudden that team, and, and then within two days, another team, and then we've got a problem. Yeah. yeah the Cubs have been doing the foot taps <laughs> instead of the high fives. But Cap, you mentioned Tommy Hadovy, and I think – He's honestly an important piece in this where the Cubs, especially the pitching staff, were able to live that horrible experience through him. And so I don't think anyone's coming away. You know, we haven't talked to literally every player individually, but it doesn't seem like anyone has come away from talking with Tommy thinking like, oh, this thing is whatever. Like, we'll be fine. They've taken it so seriously. I think part and I think a chunk of that is because of Tommy Hodgkin's experience. 
Chuck? That's actually a really good point by Maddie because if you've got someone in your clubhouse who can really, I know that's his mission. He wanted to be used as a source for his team and his team's, uh, his teammates' family members to describe what he went through. And it really drives the point home of how serious this is and how serious things can get if they aren't careful and it's someone who they respect. I don't think anyone with the White Sox really has that as far as I know. There's no one in the clubhouse who's had it like that. I know that. So uh, that's a good point. And I've been watching the White Sox players and coaches and how they're interacting. And, you know, you do see examples of Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito coming out. They're not even in the game. They come out of the dugout and they're wearing masks. You do see a lot of masks, but you do also see a couple of things like, oh, should he have tapped him on the butt there? <laughs> and is that even a problem? I don't know. Um, and Tim Anderson said himself, I mean, it, these guys are very close and it is an adjustment and even a tough one for some of them to keep their distance. And that's something that I'm, I'm glad, Gordon, you pointed it out. And it's something that the White Sox and all the teams really have to be uh, focused on and try to eliminate if they can. Yeah. I've, I, yeah. I mean, I've seen a ton of it, to be quite honest with you. I mean, you bring up Giolito wearing a mask. He really seems to be the exception uh, over there. I mean, just because the guys are in the dugouts during the during the interest squad games and they're not wearing masks. I mean, and the coaching staff is because they're mandated to, but you got guys hitting home runs and they're getting high fives when they come back. You got to, I saw a mound visit the other day. I mean, like, you know, it's, 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 I understand how difficult it is for these guys to break their routine. Baseball players are so routine oriented. They've been doing this their entire lives. They've been hitting high fives and spitting all over the place since they were little kids. But this is a situation where you got to do it. You just, you got to, you've got to follow these rules for the safety of your team and everybody else. You also had Didi Gregorius come out last night and say, not only am I wearing a mask here, I'm playing shortstop in a mask this year. I am going to wear the mask when I'm batting, when I'm playing shortstop, it's not coming off. He's got Good. a condition too, right? He's got a pre-existing condition. That's, that's part of his rationale. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but he does. Yeah, Tim Anderson tried to hit in the batting cage with the mask, and it lasted about a minute, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't breathe. He was having trouble breathing, and so he just stopped. the thing is, so Boomer Esiason's son, Gunner, has cystic fibrosis, and he posted a video the other day. I urge everyone to look at it on Twitter. He posted a video of him with a mask on with cystic fibrosis, doing a workout, I believe, around a treadmill, and he still was getting 99% on his oxygen, he goes, I got cystic fibrosis. If I can work out with a mask, so can you. You can wear one at the grocery store. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I saw somebody else on uh, post one of those, too. Yeah, just to show everybody, you're not losing oxygen when you wear a mask. Hey, NBC has got something really special for you. Introducing... Their brand new streaming service, Peacock TV. They've got live sports, news, documentaries, and a whole bunch of your favorite TV shows. NBC Universal's new streaming service, Peacock, has it all. I've gone on it several times. I've watched basically every Saturday Night Live skit I've ever wanted to watch. They're all there on Peacock TV. Learn more at PeacockTV.com. It's the exclusive home. For all of NBC Sports' free Premier League coverage in deep with Ryan Lochte, there's also Lost Speedways, 
hosted by Dale Earnhardt Jr., and so much more. That's PeacockTV.com to learn more. All right, so assuming they finish the season, I know this is a tough leap for you to make, Gordon, but let's try to go to this place. Look, you're asking me to be positive? <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I, yes, yes, or at least Mystic. in theory, be positive. Who has the better record at the end of the season? White Sox or Cubs? I mean, we're doing a Cubs Sox podcast together. We got to have some fighting. You got to have some disagreements. Well, I've got rivalry the Cubs here. Fifty-two and eight. I've got the Cubs fifty-two and eight. So, are you going to beat that? <laughs> All right. So there is Caps Dream World. Speaking of positive, <laughs> Caps gotten even more positive. Last time we did this, were you saying forty-three? <laughs> we're up to fifty-two. Gordon had me at like 58. <laughs> All right, so 60, in, in, Caps World, in Caps World, John Lester will win every single game that he starts, right? Yep. Okay. I right, actually so. said the Cubs 32 and 28. Yeah, here's what I think. If, if, you're, if, if you're asking me, if we get all the way through this and, and most players for most teams stay healthy and we play a full schedule, I think the Cubs are in unique – uh, a, a unique position of strength compared to some other teams, in, including the White Sox, uh, to, to, to have success because, and I wrote about this the other day, they not only have a core of 10 people, if you count Ross, who were all teammates in that room when Hayward had that game seven, 10th inning rain delay meeting, and then they won that championship together. 10 of those guys are together on this team and have been obviously since. And the newcomers that they brought in are all guys with something to prove, and in many cases, veteran guys who have gone through some adversity. So that, I think, helps solidify the group buy-in that we've already seen for more than two weeks. That's going to that's gonna allow these guys to have the best chance of most of them not only staying healthy, but also staying focused. And I think that in this season is going to be – probably more important than whether you have that one particular pitcher or that one hot hitter. Let's go with Maddie, Vinny, and then I'll go. Okay, I'm going to make myself very unpopular with Cubs fans, but I'm going to go with the White Sox. And I know we already talked about how both teams have pitching depth issues, uh, concerns, but, man, the Cubs just – they already started with a pitching depth concern. Then Quintana goes out. And I, if any one of those guys, you know, has a bad outing or, God forbid, gets injured or has a, a pending test for, for a couple games, you have pending test issues, they're just starting to, to really pull guys out of the bullpen willy-nilly. So um, I think that's a big area where the Cubs should be worried, and um, I think – I'm going to give the White Sox the edge. I think both teams will make the playoffs. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Cap you know not happy. You say you're not making yourself popular with Cubs fans. You're just making yourself unpopular with Cap is what you're doing. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Cap. Please continue to talk to me after this. I'm going to get booted off of all Cubs Talk podcasts from now on. Vinny? Uh, I think both teams are going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think – 
Uh, but to answer your question, Chuck, I think the White Sox are going to do it as a division winner, and I think the Cubs are going to do it as a wild card team. Uh, so the White Sox would be my answer to the question. Uh, the thing is, though, we've heard the last couple of days, Dallas Keuchel and Yasmani Grandal say that they think this team, this young, inexperienced team, is going to either be really, really good or really, really bad to start off the season. Uh, and I found that very interesting, um, that those two extremes are po- possible. And I think there's something to that because there are some big question marks. I mentioned earlier, you know, guys like Cease or Lopez who aren't necessarily proven after having some nasty results last year, but they've got some pitching depth that they didn't have back in March. And I think if one or even more than one of those guys falter in the starting rotation, there are at least reinforcements. How effective they'll be, we'll see. But had this season started back in March, those reinforcements wouldn't have even existed. Uh, I think the lineup, the way that they've remade the lineup with guys like Robert and Encarnacion and Grandal and even Nomar Mazzara, uh, I think the AL Central should be very afraid for years to come. All right. Well, I, I like what you said about the pitching. Starting pitching, especially this season, is going to be so crucial. And the White Sox, even without Michael Kopech, have some depth. And going off what Maddie was saying, the Cubs don't have too much starting pitching depth. And I think that could be – if it's going to be something that's going to be the undoing of the Cubs this year, that would be it. Now, the White Sox don't have the experience, like Gordon was talking about, with that nucleus of going to the playoffs. They do have a nucleus that knows what it's like to play with each other. They don't know what it's like to win with each other. But you also have these veterans who know how to win, like Keiko Grandal, Gio Gonzalez. You add them into the mix, and then you could create something where, okay, we know what it takes to win. Follow us. We'll get you there. That is what the White Sox would be hoping to do. Are they going to win the division like Vinny says? Vinny, I hope and I pray that your prediction is correct. The, the thing is you said that the Cubs starting pitching depth might be a big problem. Look, they got three. I'll put their three up against any. My big concern watching this team is who are you handing the ball to in the seventh inning of a three-to-one game you're leading? You hand it to – Dan Winkler, or is Rowan Wick who you think he is? I mean, their bullpen is a real question mark. And then that's not to even include the closer you're giving $16 million to who looked like an arsonist last year. You agreeing with me, Cap? Yeah, yeah, Cap, you're agreeing with her. So Cap thinks more more wins for the Sox? Is that the answer to the question? If the Sox stay healthy, I would probably say the White Sox are going to win like 33-34, and I got the Cubs at like 32. It's close. How in the world does that team that you just described win 32 games? Because I like their front three and their rotation, and then I like Contreras, Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, Schwarber. Take you know what that. that like? What you just described is a lot of leads that get blown in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. That doesn't sound like 32 wins to me. Very possible that that could happen. That's what I'm saying to you. My big concern is you're going to hand them a three-to-one lead in the seventh, and then you're going to have some arsonists come in, and you're going to go, how did they lose five to three? Because their bullpen sucks. That's my big concern. I hope I'm wrong. This is playing, by the way, the last minute is playing really well on the White Sox Talk podcast. What exactly does an arsonist look like, Cap? Is that is that a comment on Craig Kimbrell's beard? Is that what I'm getting? Big long red beard. 
I mean, it just looks like fire. So. Look, Craig Kimbrell's missed two straight spring trainings through no fault of his own. He has missed two consecutive spring trainings. So that's a problem. You know what the bigger problem is? He's missed three mile an hour off his fastball. That's the big problem. That, that BS crap last year about, well, he didn't have spring training. Dallas Keuchel didn't have spring training either. So don't give me that crap. It doesn't take you – know, when you're talking about one-inning pitchers, they don't even need that much spring training. And this guy's a, a veteran, a seven-time All-Star, a guy that should have been able to make an adjustment. This wasn't about missing spring training. And if he doesn't do it this year, it's not going to be about missing spring training. It's going to be because he doesn't have on that, enough on that fastball like he used to to be able to miss like he always has and get away with it. But so I, hearing all this, this is what I'm coming up with. Hearing all – your opinions, your thoughts, that the White Sox have a higher ceiling potentially in 2020. I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to reach it. They have a higher ceiling than the Cubs do in 2020. Would you agree? Yes. I, I'm, I'm pretty much thinking they both suck at this point. <laughs> I, think, I think the Cubs, the Cubs problem is their floor. I think, you know, a couple things don't go their way. And things, and they're, even all that veteran leadership that they have can't make up for any potential players missing. I think their ceiling's pretty high. I think their floor is the issue. For those of us, uh, for those of you listening who can't see the Zoom session, uh, that last comment just got capped to uh, uh, grab a big bottle of uh, what looked like uh, some uh, yellow, uh, yellowish, brownish liquid. Oh, it is. You know, uh, Topo Chico mineral water. Yeah, sure, that's yeah. mineral water. Yeah. Looks like you've been drinking white wine this whole time. <laughs> Look, All right, well, I don't know if we've solved anything here other than uh, Gordon is very pessimistic about life in general. Get off my lawn. <laughs> hey, ask Gordon who's starting opening day for the Cubs. <laughs> Go drive your Buick. We, we argued on our podcast, and I said it'd be Hendricks. He said it'd be Darvish. So today when they announced it, I sent him a gift of Kyle Hendricks. You know what I got back? The old your number one salute. <laughs> well, it's all going to start unofficially Sunday, White Sox, Cubs at Wrigley, and then they go to the south side. Uh, those two games, both on NBC Sports Chicago – and then the real season begins, and then the regular season, I pray we get there, ends Sox-Cubs, and the White Sox will clearly sweep the Cubs and be on their way to the playoffs and a World Series title. Oh, did we, I just say that? Did we get the number one starters in, in, both of, in that game? Because uh, Hendricks should be on, on uh, schedule to start that game, right? Yeah, well, and if, and if you go backwards five days, from, it's, it's five days backwards exactly from opening day. So the opening day starters should be in that Sunday night game, yeah. That will be awesome. It'll be you know, Giolito, yeah. It'll be Giolito. That'll be a great yeah. game. Giolito and Kyle Hendricks. Looking forward to it. So. Not to sell Gordon out, Cap, but he did say yesterday that uh, his prediction with you was just wrong. Wow. And this was, this was before it was announced. I'm so Maddie, sorry, Gordon. Maddie's just, throw, had... Maddie's just throwing Gordon under the bus. And, and backing the bus up. <laughs> that was confidence. Love it. Cap's already mad at me. I, I had to throw him this one. But after he saw Kendrick, Kendrick's pitch, he was like, oh, 
Yeah. Man. to like you again. Gordon, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Sometimes I make sense. <laughs> yeah, let's ask you, Darvish. Kaplan <laughs> makes sense. That was. And sick. we can ask Jose Quintana too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let, let's let's bring Jose into this. Well, you guys will sign him next year. You'll get him on a small deal, and you can have him back. He's a wonderfully nice man. He is as mediocre a pitcher as there is. Good lord, he'll go so to. That'd the- be a pretty good. That'd be a pretty good trade for the White Sox. They get Dylan Cease and Aloy Jimenez, and give up nothing. And get Kopech <laughs> or get uh, Quintana back. So, well, is that a wrap for this edition of our joint Cub Sox podcast? I think it is. For David Kaplan, Vinny Duber, Gordon Whitmire, Maddie Lee, I'm Chuck Arvine. You're listening to the White Sox Talk Podcast brought to you by Trust, your home for White Sox checking with free ATMs nationwide. Go to the special White Sox webpage, www.wintrust.com slash Sox. Now the time to toss to Hawk Harrelson, who loves the Cubs, loves Wrigley Field. Hawk, take it away. Thanks, our Chuck. And this edition of the White Sox Talk Podcast is over. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.